morning, good morning, good afternoon, night, wherever you are in the world, I hope you are having a wonderful day. Welcome to episode three of Rift Talking the Pros with me, Lavana, and with my lovely co-host for tonight. As always, we have the lovely Sefi. How are you doing tonight, Sefi? Uh, we'll see. We woke up really early for some uh, Eastern finals, so we are running on caffeine and adrenaline. Let's go. <laughs> Indeed. So we did um, delay the podcast by one day. Um, it did allow us to, to ensure that we'd gotten through the whole of the LCK season and the LPL finals as well. So we've only got the, from the major regions, the LPL gauntlet to go, which means we can give you the latest and greatest on the world qualification for the, all four major regions. We know all but two teams and all the seeds for all but two teams. So we are a really great place to start talking about that in more detail. But first, I've got a little bit of news. We talked about last week that the uh, world's moving from China to Europe. Um, we did theorize where they're going to be. We thought well, maybe they'd be in the Berlin studio since that's already set up. It's not confirmed, but heavy rumors, stroke reported, depending on who you speak to, that it's going to be back in Iceland. Same as MSI, same studio, same location. Interesting. What are your thoughts? I think it's a good choice. I mean... And it obviously worked out really well for MSI. There really weren't any COVID issues for MSI, minus a couple teams on the way back. But, you know, I think it's given the timeline that they have to get this set up, it's going to be the easiest place really for them to kind of contain all of these teams in one place and hopefully have the infrastructure to have all of the games in the studio and yeah that kind of jazz. and if you think back to msi for those who watched it they did something they did it really really cool um yeah you had all the like the background was moving you had the ability to change the stage so it, it looked different for each round they gave it their best shot making it feel like an international tournament um there are more teams like we'll talk about a little bit about the world structure later on but there are for the group stage alone there are 16 teams um four groups of four so whereas in worlds there were what not worlds msi 10 teams 12 teams max at any point probably less yeah, than I that so. um so there are some challenges around that um so how they're going to be that but i guess if they're all in a kind of covid bubble it matters less um masks aren't quite as important all this kind of thing so there's possibility that there's a lot of positives there i think from my point of view I just want it to feel like Worlds. If you're not going to get arenas, and this is a kind of, we'll come on to kind of next year and on beyond, but we're not going to get the 2019 amazing show that we had with the, you know, as, as, as the singers and dancers on stage, they had the light show, they had the holographics. That's probably not going to be there this year. Or even if it is, it's going to be as much more subdued because there's no crowd. If there's not going to be a crowd, whether you're in Berlin or elsewhere, why not go somewhere where you've got confidence, you've got experience, you know it's going to work. They People quite often say, oh, there's no fans at uh, League of Legends in Iceland, but if no one can get into the studio, does it matter? Yeah, I think that's an interesting take people have. It's like, oh, they're clearly not doing this with like fan interest at stake, and it's like, you're right, they're not. Like They're just trying to keep the players and the teams able to compete face-to-face -face, like and in you know, keep that competitive integrity. Like, unfortunately, this is just like the rule of the world's with the pandemic right now. So yeah, and I think let's keep our players alive so we can enjoy watching them play more. Yeah, that's always good. 
Um, but I think the the really exciting thing is we kind of theorized last week, well, what does that mean for NA? NA was supposed to have worlds this year, also got bumps to China and now to Europe. It's been confirmed that NA get worlds next year. Um, so yeah. it's fantastic news. It means I get a reason to um, go and drag Sethi halfway around America so that we can go and watch for at least one of the group stages together. Or maybe the yeah. finals, you know, depending on how much money we want to fork out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and where, where they are in the country, if it's how much of a touring show it is. But uh, we'll definitely have to do some NA Eagle screeching and, and get some yeah. even if it, Eagle even, bananas together. I'm sure there's, um like, I know that I've watched them and the LCS used to be doing its road show for um, the finals. They used to have, like, even if you weren't actually able to get tickets into the venue, you, they still had a massive, like, party outside and they had the teams out. So maybe there'll be something like that. I can imagine... I could genuinely imagine the NA guys doing a really good showmanship-like job of it, regardless of the quality of whatever else. But I think that's the point. I hope that next year that's possible. I hope that by Worlds next year, the world is in a place where you can have an arena full of people. You can get the crowds back in. You can get the, the, the roar and the rush and everything, which is lacking at the moment. And they're doing their best, and, and I'm all credit to them, but they are struggling somewhat with um, some of that stuff. Um, speaking of world qualification, we have quite a lot of teams are now confirmed. Um, we'll come on to the major regions. We'll go through some major regions individually in a bit more detail. But some of the mild, more minor regions are completing their playoffs. And by this time next week, when we're sitting down to do um, the podcast, we'll know all the teams that have qualified for Worlds. Um, the first couple of regions to talk about, the PCS, um, which those of you who have been following esports for a while will know that PSG Talon, well, the MSI team, who uh, may have sort of kind of prevented C9 from maybe <laughs> kind of sort of doing anything. Um, they won the PCS again this year. Um, and I believe that is their third split on the trot for them. Uh, they are going into the main event as the PCS once, uh, number one seed. The team that came second, much more unknown. It's a team called Beyond Gaming. Um, so they are the second seed from PCS. And it's worth noting that not today but probably starting next week now that once all the teams are known we'll start breaking down some of the playing teams and some of the main event teams talking through their players talking through some of their kind of style and things so that we can give you guys the best chance of like figuring out who the hell is playing who like when we actually get around to watching the games um which we don't know when they're starting the start date's not been announced yet we don't know when the games are starting um from latin america we've got infinity esports which is another fairly common name at the top of the table um i believe they were the water representative last year as well um and a bit of a surprise out of oceana um pentanet which is you know probably the more well-known of the teams um did not win their final they topped the table they stomped their way um to the final match throughout all the playoffs and they came up against peace who stole the last playoff spot um, and then had to go through the losers bracket, and they went three zero, three one, and then they three zero the final. And then everyone's like, "Who the hell are you? Where did you guys come from?" Um, so that's the Oceana representative. Um, as I say, we'll break it down a bit more um, next time. Uh, they both the Oceana and Latin America go straight to the play-ins. They only get the one seed, so fingers crossed they can do a good showing. From their point of view, their goal is always to be either get to the playoffs of the play-ins or, or to get out of the play-ins. One country region we talked about last week is the VCS. It has been heavily rumoured again, not confirmed, but I think it's all but waiting for the confirmation now that the VCS will not be sending representatives um, 
probably a good thing. They haven't played since spring. So what is the quality of the teams coming? Um, but they do have two seeds, one in the main event, one in the play-ins. We don't know if this happens exactly how Riot will reshuffle things to make it work. If they follow what they did last year when the VCS pulled out at the last minute, most likely the LEC third seed will be promoted from the play-ins to the main event and the will not replace the that seed in the play-ins. So you'll reduce the play-ins from 12 down to 10 and um, the LEC third seed, who we will mention right now, is the wonderful but unfortunately played pathetically rogue. Um, Jeez, just come straight for him. <laughs> Are you going to deny it? <laughs> No, but... <laughs> um, and actually, we'll, we'll talk about this um, and we'll kind of segue into the LEC with this, but um, Rogue, if Rogue move into the, to the main event, I don't think that's a good thing for the LEC. I think the LEC should petition the LCS to get their seed bumped up and let Rogue stay in the play-ins. They will... Give to C9. Let them, <laughs> let, yeah. let them take the gunshot of number one LPL, number two LCK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they... Um... So we really see we had the games. The first game of the weekend was Rogue versus Fnatic. We had high hopes that that Rogue just had a bad week against Mad. Turns out they had a bad fortnight. They got three would Don't think they showed up. Don't think they even looked like they won the rift. It's it's bizarre because it, they don't look like themselves. They're doing a very different playstyle than they had done all split. You know they were really known for. Drafting early priority lanes, getting their jungler ahead, and then just absolutely snowballing these 10k gold leads, and sometimes throwing, but most of the time able to close them out. And that's how they came in first in the regular summer split. And that's, you know, what you would think they would continue to do through playoffs, right? But then in the series against Mad and the series against Fnatic, they've been drafting late scaling team fighting and it just it doesn't look like them they aren't getting ahead they don't know how to play from behind it's i don't know like they don't look like themselves and i'm really concerned like what it means that for whatever reason they've decided to do this when they when they're shooting for an lec championship right that was their goal it wasn't just to make worlds for them like they really wanted to win the whole thing and somehow you thought this was your best chance. I don't know. I'm concerned for them going into Worlds. Like, I, Yeah, and I think if you look at the players, they've got to make a decision of well, what are we going to do? How are we going to get themselves out of that rut? And I genuinely think that the Rogue players need a break. Um, I'm really hopeful that since last weekend when, when they did play, the, um, the team around them, the support staff, the sports psychologists have gone, guys, don't play League. Don't scrim. Maybe don't even play solo queue. Maybe play a little bit. Just keep your fingers and go. But like, don't play. Go have a break. Go play World of Warcraft. Go play. Go play Phasmophobia. Do something other than League. Um, do it outside of the group. Deliberately step away from the team. Get some space. Get some perspective. Um, and that's why the world's main move to Europe is a good thing for Rogue. They don't have to worry about traveling all the way to China, dealing with massive quarantines, dealing with jet lag, dealing with the fact that they got to leave quite early, they're only going to Iceland. Um, yeah, they'll still have quarantines, but they're not going to have to deal with you know, 10 odd hours of, of time jet lag. They don't have to deal with, um, it's only what, minus one or two, I think, hours for them. 
depending if they're coming from Germany or not. Um, probably a three or four hour flight as opposed to 15, 17 hours. Like, there's a lot going for them that gives them that breathing space. So stop. Take a couple of weeks off. Take as much time as you dare. Don't overforce it. You, you, you look shit. You need to fix it. I don't think you fix it by playing more. I think you fix it by giving your guys a chance to remember and, and just go, okay, that was bad. Let's restart. Let's get a mental reset. Let's go at this. Rogue are good. And they're good in best of ones. Like, as Steffi was saying, like, it's, or as you were saying, it's like, Rogue are good in best of ones. So the more experience and practice they get, that's why I want them in the play-ins. Let them have a whole bunch of best of ones in the play-ins, which then allows them to... Um, kind of build up into the playoffs like the for the play-ins they should get an easier best of five maybe only one maybe two best of fives get some practice about get some experience that not, not that they're lacking experience because they've obviously made it to the finals last year um or in spring even um and they have quite a lot of experience they need that yeah that like confidence they, should, they yeah, need the confidence exactly get get like smash some of these <laughs> theoretically less you know uh the minor regions aren't the minor no, regions, regions shouldn't give them an issue. Yeah, yeah. They, they 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 should be shouldn't. they should be competitive, but not you know, not scarily so. Give them a chance. Show what you can. Now, do. if you put them into the group stage, and if you remember last year, and as I do as a Rogue fan, they were literally against Damon Gaming and JDG. So you had the number one Korean team and the number two Chinese team, and yeah. they got absolutely walloped, and. That's not going to do anything for them if they no. go in as, you know, the third seed straight into groups. Yeah. So uh, I think, I hate to say it, I think that is what's going to happen. That's the most likely scenario. Um, it worked last year. Why wouldn't they do it again? But I think from a Rogue point of view, that's actually the worst case scenario. You want planes. You want that chance to gain some confidence. Yeah. Or you want 100 Thieves as your first seed in your group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Point of alert, in case you weren't aware of the LTS results. <laughs> um, moving on to the, the final, though. So Fnatic progressed onto the final up against Mad Lions. And I will admit, I didn't think Mad had it in them to win back-to-back splits. I did not think Fnatic would let them let them in. I thought the experience of Fnatic would win out. Mad 3 won them. Not. <laughs> I, it, was, it was a good series. Um, but... And Fnatic looked competitive, but Mad were better. It did, yeah. It yeah. it was a great series to watch. It was really fun. I I mean, what that was, I think game two was the bloodiest <laughs> playoffs game in LEC history, and everyone was like, "Yeah, this is some scrims. <laughs> Just go out there and murder everyone." And that's like exactly what you would expect from Mad and Fnatic. Like they have this like scrappy LPL play style that I think is going to match up really well on the international stage. So, and, and I think that's... I'm excited for these teams. And I think that's as huge. unexcited as I am for Rogue, I am actually very excited for Fnatic and Mad. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's what we have to look at, which is okay, Rogue play-ins or not play-ins. Yeah, we could hope we, we can hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. I think with Mad and Fnatic, particularly Mad, like these are guys who've won back-to-back LEC splits. Do you know which other teams have done that? Fnatic and G2. No other team in LEC or EU LCS history has won back-to-back splits other than Fnatic and G2. To be fair, there's only been one other team which has won a split, but that's by the by. Um, that's an achievement. And it proves not only they did it, they did it 3-1. And they did it with a reverse sweep over Rogue. These guys know how to win. 
that's a great you can't teach that you can't teach how to win and if mad continue on that train we we may sit here and go well we don't particularly like some of their players we think they're a bit arrogant but when it comes to the international stage you bet i'm going to be wanting to support mad and actually they have a real shot to go far in this tournament they're the number one seed they get to dodge the other number one seeds i wouldn't be shocked if mad's in the final no i don't i'm not gonna put a lot of money on mad being in the final <laughs> but i wouldn't be, be shocked if they were yeah, it might depend on the luck of the draw in the uh, in the playoff stage, whether or not they can yeah, get yeah. a slightly easier route potentially. If they if they get the uh, if NA makes it out of groups and gets one in and they get that exactly, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, super yeah. easy road. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, the, the, it could be interesting. I think and Fnatic as well. Um, Fnatic have been the second seed multiple times in the uh, when they've gone to Worlds. They're often behind G two, um, who aren't going. Um, just sliding that in there the um so they know how to get the groups of second seed i don't see any reason why the lec can't have both of their main stage seeds one and two out of groups and there's a shot though depending on on, on how rogue back up and do that could we, we could get rogue on their day if they get remember how to play leave them alone man why are you trying to curse them <laughs> uh, yeah so, I don't know. I think the LEC, if you're an LEC fan, like we are, I think you've got a reason to be excited. The Mad and Fnatic showed up at the weekend. They showed that they are actually in form. The, they're at the top of the game. They're gelling well as teams. They're in their best state of mind they could be for Worlds. And like Rogue, they don't have to deal with the travel. So, they don't have to continue screaming. They're screaming on the on the EUS servers that we'll be screaming on, or playing solo if you want. This is a great chance for Mad and Fnatic to really showcase what the LEC is and put us back at the number two spot that Korea stole. Uh, would you say that it is, in fact, coming home? I would not dare risk that because last, <laughs> last time I said that it was about a certain football game and, and it did not come home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. At any time. So, Nobody cares about these t these regions that are good. Let's talk about NA. Before we do that, we should, we should probably state that the LEC is now finished. The next time you see the LEC teams is at Worlds. They're potentially all the way at the group stage. There is no more LEC. That is it until uh, next year. LCS, same state. LCS. LCS. LCS is finished. No more games. So this is the last LCS games. They're done. We start with 100 Thieves versus Cloud9. Same place. As, uh, same. How good is my man FBI though. <laughs> Slash how busted is Philia. <laughs> and how busted are the two combined? For part exactly. two of this conversation, <laughs> wait till we get to the LPL. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, there's a reason Aphilios is getting nerfed for Worlds. Um, yeah. I mean, Abadagi's Oriana was really good in here too. It was, it was like, I really wanted 100 thieves to win i wasn't sure that they could and boy did they like show up and take names and they were like nah son yeah we're going to man stage <laughs> so this was this, this was a 3-1 victory to 100 thieves um technically the cloud nine got a game I'm not entirely sure how but it was um yeah the 100 thieves just went yep we're taking that main stage stop sorry cloud nine you can go back to play and you do quite well from there it's better than uh, where C9 ended up last Worlds. So. Yes, yes, yes. You know, at the TV screens at home watching. <laughs> so, but all right. That, that, that's a game. The one that's worth mentioning a little bit more, though, is the final. Bear in mind that last week, 
Team Liquid faced 100 Thieves. They beat them 3-2. A little bit of history. Back in 2018, that was the last time 100 Thieves made it to the final. TL were the team they faced. TL 3-0'd them in the fastest ever LCS series. 100 Thieves apparently took that personally and did their damnedest to take that record back against Team Liquid. They missed it because they took a bit too long in the third game, but they did, in fact, 3-0 stomp Team Liquid. It wasn't even close. Like, man, ban Viego if you play against 100 Thieves. Like, any, like I'm giving you some inside info. Anybody listening to this podcast <laughs> to do research for your team going to Worlds, because I'm sure we have that kind of reach right now. Uh, ban him. Ban Viego. Closer on Viego is absolute annihilation. You are not winning if he gets the hands on this champion. He is too good. This guy, honestly, his Lee Sin in third game, when they when TL finally figured out they needed to ban Viego in game three, his Lee Sin absolutely carried game three. So, like, I don't know how you shut this man down, because his Diana is also a thing of beauty. Like... I just really like Closer. I think Closer, Abadage, and FBI are at, like the top of their role in NA right now. And I just like their performances this weekend were so great to watch. So it was cool. It's also cool to see an org that's like not TSM, TL, C9 come in and take the trophy yeah, too. Exactly. And I, this is it's exciting. It's a real chance for these guys to show what they can do and, and show the org. Like the org is a chance to show off. Which just leads me to an interesting question. Um, and I know you know the answer, so this is this is a very uh, staged question. But um, which region has produced the most LCS champions this year? Oh gosh, it's got to be NA. No, it's not. It is EU. <laughs> <laughs> There's exactly two NA players that are champions this year: in Blabber and uh, Vulcan. And then you have three EU players you have perks you have sven and you now have abadage that are your champions for 2021 lcs and yep that's uh we need more imports right if you if we just bring in more imports it's clearly what this data means and maybe that's something we can cover when we like when we've got the off season and and we're kind of short on games to cover but uh how how does na and it'll be really interesting to see how any does at the world stage like so NA are by you know there's a definite step down from the from the other three regions to NA. It has been for a very long time. Um, what's going to be interesting? Hundred Thieves looked so good at the weekend, but it, does that actually translate to the national stage? Are they actually a good team, or are they just the best team in NA? And how does Team Liquid? Though? Team Liquid got three O'd, but they also beat Hundred Thieves three two. What what's Team Liquid's ceiling? Um, so I think it'd be an interesting topic to see how they progress at Worlds, how they handle the international pressure that the, you know team liquid in 2019 did actually wake it to the msi final uh, so there's clearly some hope um and they beat just to put on that they beat the current world champions to do it and it wasn't like they beat a small minor reason in the playoffs no no, no they beat the current world champions to get to that msi final so there is an, there is some examples of na doing well but can this set of teams can this set of rosters outperform expectations the expectations are they don't get out of groups no na team gets out of groups that is the that is the expectation yeah, i was going to try to set you up with all right c9 is your best international team but they're your play-ins team do you get anyone out of groups from NA? so let me ask you this question last time cloud nine played in the play-ins 
you know where they ended up at the end of Worlds? You know I absolutely do not. <laughs> it was the semi-finals. Oh, the well, there you semifinals. go. Um, There's they got some knocked... copium for you, Ferris. <laughs> yes, if you Cloud9 do well when they come through the plans. And that's kind of the point about Rogue, which is um, you Cloud9 ride that wave of confidence. They're a confidence-based team. Obviously, it's a very, very different roster back in 2018. Um, very, very, very different roster. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. Okay. Let's... Excited, though. I have, I have some NA hope. <laughs> yeah. NA at least will have some fun. I don't think 100 Thieves will do as well, sorry, as badly as the number one seed last year. Uh, well, who can? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, 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 to get into a relatively easy group as the number one seed from NA. To promptly win a grand total of Zippo. Not exactly what you'd have wanted. They want a lighter? <laughs> they might have got some skins. Um... <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, maybe, a, maybe a riot wall or something for the in-game. But yeah, it's um, it's not 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 what you'd have wanted. And I think I don't think you'll, you'll have the same issues here. So, fingers crossed. Okay. LCK is the next one on the list, and we've got a few games to cover here, um, and probably, and we've also got a couple of predictions. So, um, the final was between Danwon Gaming and T1. Um, they between them, they they got they went three zero three one respectively in the semi-finals, moving to the finals. Danwon, current reigning champions for the world, current L. Uh, LCK champions, yeah, I think the LCK champions in spring as well. Dam one looked good. T one up and coming. They they three would their first round. As I said, then they three round the semis. They'd been making a late season push. Teddy back in the roster. Faker back in form. And after two games, it wasn't looking particularly good for them. And then they benched Teddy. Why? Because here's the thing. Those first two games were rough, but they were competitive. Mostly because of your bot side with Teddy, because Kana was not allowed to play the game. <laughs> Canyon had set up, he had full on, just absolutely redeveloped an entire subdivision in the top lane. It was not camping. He moved his whole extended family into that top lane and just lived there. Kano was not allowed to play, but Teddy had some really good moments, and some of that was Aphelios, but some of it wasn't just Aphelios being busted. Like, I'm a big Teddy fan. I don't think Teddy was the problem, but the thing is, is they have the sub in Gumayashi, and so they subbed him out for game four. Game three, they won. Sorry. Well, they, they won. And then they, and won, they, won, they won. They won. They won. But they put. <laughs> Canyon was on Olaf, and he couldn't just live in top lane. <laughs> so Kana got to play the game, and it was really more Kana popping off than won them game three. But I don't know. It's... That series, I think, I mean, more than anything, I just show, think that shows that, like, Damwon is still pretty damn good. Really good. And Canyon, especially, is yeah. an insane jungler. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a 3 1 victory for Damwon in the end, uh, which makes them the. LCK champions and the number one seed going into Worlds. Which, to be fair, nobody's that surprised at. So, yeah. Um, it... I think that's what most people yeah. expected. Yeah. 
I had some T1 copium, but there was somehow like T1 were playing really well and thought if anyone can take down take down Damwon, it's going to be T1, and and Damwon went yeah, but you can't. So <laughs> kind of kind of put that in the pen. But it does mean we now know the um, LCK um, seed. So Damwon actually take first seed because they the one. Funnily enough, and this is this is uh, an interesting perspective. Gen G take second seed and go into main stage because they have the most championship points they came second in spring and they came third um, because they were the highest seed in summer which means they take second spot having only won one game in playoffs having finished second in the um to be fair they did finish second in the regular splits um but they were on the same score as dam one and as on um ns red force so they only kind of got their third based on um, actually the head-to-head -head between them and Red Force was the way they did it. So it's um, it's kind of not their best kind of end to the season. Um, and actually, we'll come on to this as we kind of talk about it as to what this means. But there's a reason that the LEC and the LCS dropped, the regional playoffs dropped the championship points for um, qualification for Worlds. Because sometimes your top teams aren't being sent because they're being sent based on their spring performances and their, and their how they managed to just scrape enough points in summer to still get themselves to qualify but for now genji take third seed uh, sorry second seed um third and fourth seeds were determined by the gauntlet um t1 after the final guaranteed themselves at least third seed by being the raid boss at the end of the gauntlet um and to my point earlier about teams um getting to worlds based on their championship points Hanware Life versus Sandbox was game one of the gauntlet. Hanware Life qualified through spring. They didn't make playoffs in summer. Sandbox didn't make playoffs in spring, but made it uh, to lose to T1 in summer. 3-1 Hanware Life. Team which didn't make playoffs beat the team which did. So everything I just said, completely disproven by that result. Um, but see, they still have to come back through and uh, yeah. do some game winning at yeah, the end exactly. of summer. They so. do, they do. Probably uh, fine, probably fine. Probably fine. Next game, though, was Hummer Life versus Res Force, the win of which would be fighting for that um, third seed, but would guarantee themselves a world, world spot. We didn't predict this one, but we did look at it and go, okay, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, Duck Dumb is an ADK that we've both been really excited watching. Uh, we have like visions of him as Kaiser at like level eight nine ten staring at Zinja and saying i'm going to kill you and Zinja going to say you know what i believe you were buried away um that shouldn't happen like if you played league the Zinja should look at the kaiser and said no you're not i'm gonna smack you um he's a great ad carry looked really really good we were really excited we would have predicted a red force win they got 3-0'd by hanma life um we didn't get a chance to watch the games but from what we can tell from i'm doing a bit of research yeah, it wasn't that close. It was a pretty pretty stompy series. Um wasn't like there were three close games. No, these were pretty stompy games. Um but that left us with the um LCK's regional finals today. Um T one versus Hanwha Life. Winner takes third seed, loser takes fourth seed. T one aren't gonna drop a game, are they? Yeah, that's what uh, you said. <laughs> yeah, I, I said they'd drop one. <laughs> yeah, I predicted. Turns out, I predicted three zero on this one, and Sefi did three one. Turns out, we were both right in which team won. Not so right at the number of games that Hanma Life got. Yeah, Hanma Life are coming in hot. 
because uh, I mean the series. The thing is, after the first two games of the series, I did not expect it to go past game three. The first two games were absolute stomps by T1. And and another thing to note is that T1 did not play Teddy. They It was uh, Gumayushi again in bot lane for all five games. So I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. But, because the thing is, is like, I don't have a problem with Gumayashi. Gumayushi, I'm never going to say his name right, apparently. I promise it's not intentional. Anyway, I don't know. Teddy's just had some, like, crazy, amazing plays that have just been like, this guy's insane. So, was Gumi- that's a whole other thing. Gumi- we can maybe get into... Breaking it down when we get to the teens, but yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, that's something to note from this series. Yeah. They, and... nearly, they nearly reverse swept, though. Um, Hanma Life. They were back. nearly reversed. Left. Hanma Life yes. came back from two two down. They they were pushed it to game five, and they were winning game five for a portion of it. Yes, it was it was mildly scary as a T one fan <laughs> going into <laughs> game five, but they they did come back and get an ace and get the nexus in game five. So yeah. there were some. I mean, so usually we're here like, man, Teddy's really good, and then so is Kana. But this time it was like. Kana's really good, and oh my god, Faker did Faker things. There was an absolutely insane Azir play over a dragon fight, where he just absolutely destroys their AD carry, and man, it was it was beautiful to watch. In case you're not so, aware, Faker, pretty good at the game. Pretty well known. You might have heard of him. Yeah, possibly the greatest player of all time. Um, it's always exciting, and actually, it never... It's, lots of players have said this in the past, because Faker's been... He's played for SKT since its inception. He is the symbol of SKT, which of course become T1. It's been said, like, particularly from the LPL teams, if Faker is not at Worlds, doesn't mean as much. That is the level of um, clout, the level of skill, the level of um, kind of almost hero worship that he brings out of other players. He is the greatest player of all time. If you get a chance to watch him, you'll enjoy it. Assuming he's playing well, like he is getting on in years, like he's nearly twenty-five, like you know he's getting quite old. So ancient. <laughs> uh, and think about that. He was almost. He was. You know, if if Hadwa closed out that game like they looked like they could have, that would have been your play-in team from Korea. These poor yeah. minor region mid laners having to go up against Faker. Uh, instead, though, they have Trovi, which yeah, is gonna say. another <laughs> boss in yeah. the mid lane. So. It, you have to you have to give it to like no matter who won or lost that series the the mid laner was going to give the minor regions a happy time like you know happy to, okay we're gonna go to world who, who, who are you gonna face oh some minor region mid laners oh, we might face humanoid you know if, if mad do really well oh we got lasted from rogue oh no you've got perks from cloud nine you've got chovy from t1 these are not small names. These are household, world-winning names. Well, not quite world-winning in either of those cases, but you know. Well-known, maybe. But you know, they <laughs> made MSI counts, right? MSI counts. The, the perks has been in the final before, and 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 things. And Chovy, uh, unfortunately, Griffin kind of sort of combusted um, both internally and externally. The one time he has made worlds, but Chovy is like these are household names for a lot of people in the league in the pro scene, and you get to play against them as a minor region. That's not something you get uh, very often. Um, so yeah, it's uh, exciting. But that does conclude the LCK season. They have... Um, that's it for the LCK. There's no more games. So just to rerun down... Dan1, sorry, Dan1, Genji, T1, 
T1, C1, 2, 3, all into the main stage. And we have Homeworld Life going into the play-ins as seed 4 for the LCK. I have a right. question for you, though. You have. Go on. Who do you think is the weakest in Korea? Or do you think that they are all very similarly matched? Because after the final and after the regional final, or the gauntlet final, however you want to say it, those were some interestingly yeah. close games between some of these really heavy hitting teams. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we've talked to you know, we've talked about how they, how how is NA going to hand up? How how is the LCLC going to hand hand themselves in Europe? I think in national series, I think LCK. The teams are all really close, which means one of two things, and we won't know this until the first kind of after the first round of the group stage. Forget the planes; the planes won't give us any real indication, unless of course Humble Life gets stomped, in which case, oh boy. Um, but if the LCK teams are up there with um, their power level of the LPL, of, of the EDGs, of the FPXs, of the MADs, and they're really competitive, all four LCK teams will be competitive except maybe Genji. Genji looked the weakest out of what I've seen. Um, they, they, but then they've only played one best of five. They're also the least experienced of the teams going through. I've done one for one, I've played two. Um, T1 have played three, and Humble Life have played three. Um, so Genji looked the least experienced. They 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 only won the one game. They looked a bit out of sorts. They got time to fix that, of course, but is a little bit um, underwhelming for Genji. So maybe Genji's are falling down a little bit. But ISK okay, will either be right up there as four very very scary teams that you're sitting there going, hey, there's not many spots left in the semi-finals for the rest of us, or they'll all be way off the pace. Um, they'll all be behind the LEC, potentially you know, on par with the NA. It's going to be one or the other, unless something changes, which is exciting because imagine having four highly competitive teams going up against a couple of LPL teams, against MAD, against maybe even Fnatic, if Fnatic really do show up, and potentially 100 Thieves. Like You can't underestimate the 100 Thieves could actually be the real deal, and TL, TL can match and beat 100 Thieves. This could be extremely exciting worlds. And we haven't even touched on the region that has won the last two. Um, one MSI and is way and above the best region in the world at the moment. Um, I'm excited for the LCK. I think my hope my hope is that they are more on the competitive side than the weaker side. Because I think that would be better for the Worlds tournament. So, LPL. I'm here for it. So, LPL. We've got quite a lot of games to cover on the LPL. Because um, they've been fairly active and, and we've watched it um but and they have like a million teams and a million rounds they have... <laughs> so we will admit right here and right now we have not watched all of the lpl games because there are 17 teams in the main in the main series of which 10 of them make it to playoffs there are four rounds then the semis where uh, four rounds of straight knockout then you've got the semi-finals which have um double elimination and you're like there's a lot of freaking games to play, and a lot of the games were series were quite close. So, except for this week, um, but we will talk about it. <laughs> except for this week, this week they were pretty stompy. Um, so we had a, it's, it's been quite a story. If you've been following the LPL at all, you'll have, you'll have noted that two teams, um, LNG and Team WE, joined playoffs at round one, and they've made it all the way to the double elimination section. They went on complete. Um, the word miracle runs and in the case of lng their miracle run included sooning pop esports rng and fun plus phoenix that is 
pretty much the top four teams that everybody has heard of in um in the LPL. Three of those teams were at Worlds last year. One of them is the current reigning MSI champions. Like, <laughs> like those aren't bad teams. And 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 LNG went three two, three one, three one, and then they played against um, FPX on Saturday. And uh, FPX went, ah oh, yes, we see you, LNG. Uh, go and sit in that corner, please. Yeah, yeah that was uh, that was dumb. <laughs> it's stomp and a half. Like it was probably the stompiest of all stomps that we saw this weekend. Like it yeah, was, they it... just systematically dismantled WE. Yeah. <laughs> In their kind of classic LPL, we're going to fight you, and then when we've done fighting you, we're going to fight your corpses, and you know, then we're going to fight your corpses' corpses. <laughs> like, it really wasn't very, very, very gentlemanly. Um, on the other side of the other bracket, Team WE also on this miracle one. They had a much easier time. They had, oh my god, Billy Billy and Rare Atom, and easier group, and they went three o three o three two before facing EDG on Sunday. EDG have been and up and coming, they're a staple name. They they've won the LPL multiple times. They've been up until 2018. They were a they've never missed worlds or almost never missed worlds. Um, so it's exciting to see them back at the top of the LPL. And they looked rusty against Team WE. They looked rusty. And it's worth noting that EDG play a very different style to Fun Plus Phoenix, and that's relevant. You'll see in a minute. Very much more macro orientated, much less skirmishing. And Team WE outfought them, out macroed them. Um, there was uh, a fairly questionable moment in um, the uh, in game five um, from EDG that resulted in um, in the loss. But um, sorry, wrong series. That's the second time these two teams meet. <laughs> it's a lot of games. Um, but yeah, so it was three two to Edward Gaming, which set up a sorry three two to Team WE, which set up a fun plus Phoenix Team WE um, upper bracket winners bracket and an LNG EDG lower bracket, um, and that was where Friday and Thursday. Yeah, and you might have heard me misspeak and say that fun plus Phoenix systematically dismantled WE when I meant to be talking about LNG. LNG. Still a true statement. Also, spoiler alert. Still a true statement about WE. <laughs> yeah. So Fun Plus Get Phoenix. A lot of, lot of LPL game. <laughs> Fun Plus Phoenix looked at looked at uh, TW and went, so yes, yes, uh, we've beaten one miracle miracle team. Um, should we beat you too? And and Team Ruby said, Yes, please. We please please beat us. FBX look awesome. Um FBX you know, let's let's be clear, if you run down the FBX players, you've got Nuggery in the top lane. Might remember him as the former Dan One top laner from Worlds Finals last year, and he's currently right, his reigning pendant. world reigning world champion. World champion. Yeah. The one, other four members also have world skins, also of the FPX color from 2019. Every single member of Phoenix, One Plus Phoenix, have won worlds in the last two years, and they showed why. They really showed why against the LNG and Team WE. Um, so there was that, a lot of hype about was, this. Yeah, being. And, the scariest and best team in the world after this Team WE yeah. series. Yeah, and they looked it. They looked the best team in the world, and that pushed them into the final. Um, we'll come on to how that went in a minute. Um, Ellen <laughs> G had to face off against EDG, and EDG finally showed up. Yeah, they, they woke uh, up. Yeah, they, they, they clearly got bored of being thumped and decided that actually, you know what? We're going to play. Um, and LNG, they got a game um, off them, so it was a 3-1 for EDG, but the games that EDG won, LNG 
weren't really in it. LNG ran out of steam. That looked like the um, their loss of FPX really kind of took the wind out of their sails. And they've obviously done exceptionally well. They should be incredibly proud of themselves. But yeah, they uh, I'm gonna make uh, didn't make it through that game unfortunately. So that set up a semi-final on Sunday between Team WE and EDG. EDG 3-0'd them. So Revenge! To, yeah. Having, lo having, <laughs> having, having lost 3-2 um, during the week, they got 3-0'd. But it wasn't as clean a 3-0 as FBX. FBX dismantled them. EDG beat them up and, 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 and kind of out-macroed them. Um, they didn't beat them mechanically. They, this was not a um, this was not a game where they beat them through skill and, and things. This was a game series where they won through clean macro. Um, the games look one-sided because you're sitting there at 20 minutes going, how on earth are you knocking on our inhibitor turrets again? Um, but game three, game two, game three, game three of this series, I think it was, um, had, a, had a classic moment for this where um, EDG... I don't know, didn't quite get the macro they'd wanted, and Team W really fought hard. Um, there were seven drakes taken, um, four and two, plus the Elder. But the Elder Drake, and this is where the, what I mean by macro decision-making, so what to watch out for for EDG. Um, Team WE made a perfectly sensible call to trade Elder, great, Elder Drake for Baron. Towers were down, Baron's a great pushing tool, base race time. EDG could have tried to contest the Baron, um, but they looked at him and said, no, we're going to take the... Um, we're going to try and base race against the Elder. But what they did was, the way they positioned themselves, they took the Elder Drake with only two members, sending three already to the top lane, uh, sorry, to the bot lane. So as soon as, he, as Team W got the Baron, they couldn't push, because Edward Gaming were already banging on the door of their inhibitor turret on the bot lane. And you left in this situation of Team with Baron can't push. The team with Elder Drake is in your base wanting to team fight you. That's only going to end one way. EDG got the eventual ace and that game was it. But this game, you know, their teams were even. EDG beat them 3-0 but it was not a 3-0 stomp and yeah. Doesn't bode well for the final where FPX dismantled Team W. EDG quote-unquote scraped past them in a 3-0. Um, and that's the game that Sefi got up at the crack of dawn of today and we were we predicted before this game before dawn excuse before you. dawn before dawn um we predicted we did predict this result um i believe i said uh, was it 30 i said no i said i guess yes. i said 30 to fps i did not see edward gaming getting the game and i think you went three... no no i lied this is what we both said 3 no, 2 this is, yeah yeah no, we no, both no. said 3 2 sorry uh, as you can say we did our predictions before the podcast we're not doing them um and we forgot but yeah three two we both said three two we wanted a five game series but we thought fbx would um take it out so we talked about it was three one edward gaming and yeah it was, honestly uh, very interesting what happened was like incredible games one and games two fpx were out fpx we had um his name's gone straight off my head. Um, Scouts, the Edward Gaming, the long-term Edward Gaming oh, mid laner on TF in Game 1, Rise in Game 2, and there was this glorious moment in, in Game 2 around the Baron pit where he just wiped the team with perfect positioning, um, landing um, Flux into Overload, into Flux, into Overload, and it was just... It was a quadra kill. It was, it was, it was 
this is <laughs> and it's worth noting, this wasn't a barren fight. This was a Rift Herald fight. It was before 20 minutes, and he had a stacked out. It was disgusting. FPX could not match the roams of the TF or the Rise. They were not. Nuguri was not winning his lane like Nuguri does. Nuguri is a lame bully. Um, yeah, and he Nuguri was, did not look good. And he was on lame bullying champion. He was on a Jace. He was on Nah. These are champions that are lame bullies. He was a Jace into a Lucian top, though. To be like, fair, yes, he was counted. I don't think you get <laughs> to call him a lame bully in that matchup. No, I'll give you that. I will give you that, Lelouch. But 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 you know, like in the in even in that matchup though, he was miles behind the Lucian at. Ten minutes had a two thousand gold. Oh, was, yeah, very it was, gross. It was disgusting. Um, game three, FPX kind of came back, woke up a little bit, did kind of show why they are the best team, arguably in the world. And game four, they did fantastically. They were up ten k gold. They were knocking on the nip of the turrets, and then the second half of our Ephelos is a pretty good champion, and people who are good at him <laughs> are pretty damn good at with it. It's fine. <laughs> If you, this, if you ever go and watch, if you're going back and watch the clip of Viper taking down the FPX team one by one, you're going to get lots of people saying, oh, this is 200 years, this is 200 years. This was player skill. This was not a Viego getting reset after reset. This yeah, yeah, was, yeah, sure, sure, sure. This was, <laughs> this was somebody who was stepping into melee range to make sure he was getting his chakrams to auto attack reset. He was getting his turret down to get the life steal. He was that. He played that inch perfectly to get the triple kill in a 1v3. No, this is not something that anybody could have done. This was this was somebody who knew the champion, knew the intricacies. That was part one of the second part. The other bit was um, taking out Nuggery on the GP from behind the Baron pit. Yeah, that was also disgusting. The Aphelios was around was about the bush by Red Buff. Nuggery was in the Baron pit and he got killed by the Aphelios. It was a pretty good... He had the long-range gun into a Moonlight Vigil, into Nuguri being deleted. And... But but he used the... He had to... He didn't have that at the start. Honestly, start, MVP was... Baron. Yes. For last hitting. <laughs> yeah, the man did get the last hit there, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean... Oh, my gosh. That was calculated, though. Like, but it he was. Knew he was but Viper... No, oh, my gosh. We've talked a little bit about it, but, like, um, between ourselves, but... I've, you know, we're, we're a bot lane focused pair because we both, like, I play a to carry, Sefi plays support. You know, we, we, we love the bot laners. Um, not been, like, there's some very, very good bot laners in the LPL, but none of them have stood out like FBI, like Teddy, like um, Duck Dumb, um, and gone, they're a great AD carry. And the reason is they've never really carried their teams. They've been, they've not been, it's kind of stepping up and going, I'm going to drag my team to victory. It's been the mid laners, it's been the junglers, and that's the start of the LPL. Something for the rest of the world to be aware of. Viper hard carried EDG in game four. He drags them from a 10k gold deficit back to parity, and by that point, the rest of EDG had enough gold to be able to follow up. And, and, and it was... That was the way you would want to win a final. It was It was showing your class and yeah so edg are our spring sorry summer split finalists final winners for the lpo i can't talk um the great thing about um this final and before we decided this was already known the winner of this final took first seed always gonna be the case 
the loser of this final is always taking second seat. Not because they came second, but because of the way championship points work in the LPL. Um, and the way the teams have, the chips have fallen. It's just the way it was. So FPX are seed number two. And that's all we know. We do not know which other two teams are going to Worlds um, from the LPL. We do not know what seeds they're going to be. We still have a gauntlet for the LPL. Um, we've got three games left starting tomorrow morning. Um, or as you're listening to it this morning. Um, the first one is RNG versus Team WE, who have the third and fourth most championship points. This is a qualification match. The winner of this game takes third seed, goes straight to the main stage um, from the LPL. So we know that the third seed from LPL will either be never get, uh, RNG, the Spring Split and MSI winners, or Team WE, the one of the two Miracle teams who have already taken a series off of the LPL champions. This should be a good series. Um, I'm predicting this a 3-1 for RNG, though, I think. The double loss, the double 3-0 defeat by Team WE to FPX and EDG, they looked, particularly against EDG, they could have won games, but they just couldn't close it out. RNG, obviously a bit rusty, so maybe, I reckon, Team WE will get a game off them, but that's my prediction, 3-1 RNG. And then I was just going to go in and say 3-0 RNG because go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> I have to int my pick somehow and all my favorite teams are done. <laughs> um, the winner of that game goes to the main stage. The loser of that game faces off against the winner of the last uh, two teams who've made it to the gauntlet, which is LNG and Rare Atom. Um, honestly... Not really sure who's going to win this one. Um, I'm giving it to LNG 3-2 um, simply because I've seen a bit more of them, have a bit more faith in them. I think they, they've got a bit of time to bounce back. They've already beaten a whole bunch of LPL teams um, of some significant calibre. Um, that's my view on this game. And I decided to go 3-2 for Rare Adam to win because whenever Labana and I have the same exact score line for the same team, we both end up wrong. So <laughs> I'm changing it up and we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, these will be some good series to watch to get a better idea of the LPL and it'll be nice because they're the only region left. So yes. major region left. Yeah, still quite a lot of minor regions to go. Um as I say, the winner of that game faces up against the loser of the other game, and then the winner of that final game takes seed four. So LNG or Rare Atom, the highest they can achieve is the play-in stage. And that will be it for the major regions. By the end of Sunday, we'll know all 12, 16 teams, sorry, 8, 11, 14 teams, can't do the maths, going from the major regions there and their seeds. We've got two to go. And... The last thing I want to talk about before we kind of sign off tonight is the format for Worlds. Um, we The way it is, is that in the previous seasons, and this is not confirmed, this is me theorizing, um, in previous seasons, um, the way they've tried to do the group stage, and you'll have, you'll have heard Steffi talk about it tonight, about dodging uh, number one seeds, is the four major regions number one seeds cannot face each other in groups. The four major regions number two seeds cannot face each other in groups. Um, you also can't have the same regions in groups. So it gives you a nice balance and then it gets a bit more interesting there on after um the play-ins if they go the way we're expecting is likely to be the same convoluted hard to describe on a podcast style of playoffs 
Um, but likely be two groups of five, um, eight games for each group, which is you know, a really decent sample size. Um, hopefully Riot are going to release some information on this. Um, I will digest it. I will uh, maybe even um, post some links to some pretty pictures on the Discord. Um, feel free to kind of, once this has been done and once I've explained it, when it doesn't make sense to you, come and ask me. Um, hopefully this time next week. We're sitting here describing to you what the worlds are, describing to you all the teams, um, and giving you really guys a really good sense of how to follow worlds, how to get behind some teams that you may not have heard of before, get excited, um, and essentially get to enjoy the best players in the world, play League of Legends on the world's biggest stage. And that should be a really great experience, whether that be in an Icelandic studio or in some arena in the middle of Paris. Um, but I think for today, I'm going to sign us off here, and um, we will speak to you all next week um, to discuss the lots of teams, because my brain is not currently doing maths, um, teams going to Worlds. Um, from, from so many world. teams. Too many teams. Um, but for me, from Sefi, have a wonderful night, everyone, and uh, we will speak to you all very, very soon. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.